mindset and life coach for mums and the host of the Not Perfect but Thriving podcast. I believe that life isn't perfect, we're not perfect, but we still can and deserve to be thriving. We cover different motherhood topics related to releasing things that are holding us back and rediscovering ourselves so that we can live life feeling confident, fulfilled and truly alive. Hi and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whenever I recently ask anyone how they're feeling, the response always seems to be that they're fine but just feeling a bit or sometimes very overwhelmed. So in today's episode, I really wanted to cover how I approach overwhelm, both for myself or if one of my gorgeous clients is feeling overwhelmed. This might actually be a bit of a longer episode than usual, so bear with me. Um, or perhaps listen to this at a time when you can sit down nice and cosy with a cup of tea or coffee, but I hope that there'll be some really practical things that you can take away from the episode to implement in your life. So I have a few strategies that I'll be covering later on that I like to use to try and make day-to-day life easier and just generally feel more balanced, but there are times when things are just too much and I find that thinking things through, which does tend to be my natural approach to everything in life, Um, in the past having been a person who is probably more anxiety prone, more prone to overthinking. But sometimes it just isn't a very helpful approach because I think that thinking can only get us so far because unfortunately, you know, our to-do list is never actually done. There's always something to think about, something to remember, something to do really. And also sometimes in that state of total overwhelm, it actually feels impossible to think straight. So everyone will respond differently to that kind of stressed, overwhelmed feeling. But I have noticed that when we try to jump into strategizing and fixing things, we can actually fall into the almost like a freeze mode where we end up doing things like procrastinating or perhaps writing all sorts of lists to help ourselves feel better, but not actually doing anything or tangibly shifting things. And so we don't also shift out of that stressed feeling. So I'm sure that we've all had that feeling, that feeling where everything just feels too much. It feels like there's not enough time. It feels like everyone needs something. We just feel behind. We remember things, like things will just pop into our head, like, oh, I promised this person that I would do this thing. And I've got this message on my phone that I haven't replied to. I forgot something that I said I'd help someone with. There's all this housework that needs doing. The washing machine is beeping. Just remembered I left something in the tumble dryer, but I never turned it on. (laughs) My brain just is jumping from one thing to another. And so it becomes really hard to even know where to start. Like, I know I need sleep, but I also know I need to do these things. The longer I spend doing all the things, the less sleep I'll get. So I know I'll be tired, but equally, I don't feel like I can really catch up on myself. And then it starts feeling like tomorrow won't be any different. I'll just be even more behind. And it's just never ending. And going through that then, I don't know if you can notice, I don't know how you're feeling, but I can already notice how having just kind of put myself in that situation, I'm already feeling a bit more tense, my breathing is a bit more shallow. So maybe before we carry on, let's just take a quick pause and take a deep breath. (laughs) Ah, I don't want to make your day any more stressful than it might already be. So yeah, okay, back to those moments of overwhelm. Essentially, we're in a, straight, in a state of stress when we feel like that. We're dysregulated and what we really need is to regulate ourselves, to get grounded, to come back into our body, back into the present moment, back out of this sort of panic and to consciously then remind ourselves of our priorities, but also to feel them. So if I come on to a call with a client and they're in that kind of state, 
I would actually always start with something to help them feel more grounded first of all. So we might do a bit of a meditation or a visualization or a tapping practice and it would totally depend on the person and what works best for them. I might actually encourage them to just take a moment and put on their favorite song and dance or shake it out for a couple of minutes or we might do a breathing exercise and in my own life those are all options that I might choose as well. Or it might be that I would want to do a dance class, take a shower, a walk in the fields, a workout, basically whatever feels accessible and like what I need in that moment. And I actually have a little list on my phone. I've spoken about that a few times where I just find it so helpful to have a bit of a list of things that things that are accessible and that might help me move through something or help me you know shift out of my feeling or whatever it is just yeah having a little list of of things for for a bad day basically an emergency bad day list (laughs) um and I know that that all sounds really simple but the simplicity of it is actually the magic and the other key thing that I want you to know is that it doesn't have to be long it you know five minutes or less might actually be all that it takes Again, that's something I've just recently talked about, but still, it can. I think you can never say it enough that because quite often I think that we think it has to be something complicated. We have to take a, you know, we have to, I don't know, book ourselves in for a massage or take an hour out to do a really slow yoga practice or, and all those things are really lovely, but often they don't feel manageable. And so we, we think because we can't do that, then there's nothing that we can do. The most difficult bit actually about this I find is that when we need those things the most we can actually feel the most resistant to them. So it was just a couple of weeks ago that we had had a few really difficult nights sleep wise with our toddler and I fell into that kind of frustration and hopelessness that if you're a parent and you've experienced sleep deprivation you probably know it can be really there's something very primal about it that tiredness and also that just that feeling that you're just totally at the mercy of these little people's needs and so my husband actually had to stop me in my tracks and he said like listen I think you need to just stop and I think he actually had to like repeat himself and say no let me finish because I was already really dismissing him and he just was saying you know I think you need to go and maybe do some yoga and immediately I could just feel in myself this resistance Partly because I think practically, physically, a yoga practice didn't feel quite right in that moment, but also just partly because I had all those thoughts of, you know, that those thoughts popping up of what's the point, that's not going to fix anything, there's just all this stuff that needs to be done and it's never ending and yoga isn't going to fix that. But of course he was right and there was no amount of like doing or thinking or, you know, that was going to change things or help me feel on top of things again, whatever that even means. And what I actually really needed was to stop and let myself feel and just process. And, but it was the last thing I wanted to do. But when I did do it, and I think I actually did some tapping on that day, but from there, some of that tension resolved. I felt more clarity. I went to bed afterwards with an ease that I couldn't really have even imagined earlier and then the following day I had new energy new motivation new intention and it's obviously not always that simple but I do think that our bodies actually hold a lot of wisdom and that tuning into ourselves and grounding ourselves can sometimes be the most valuable thing that we can do before we try and think our way through things but once we're then in that grounded sort of state I do think that There are lots of strategies we can use to streamline life. I don't know about you, but having a little human being who's just so reliant on you for everything, 
from what they eat and drink to how and when they sleep to regulating their emotions it really disrupted how we manage life how we used to run our household but I mean whether or not you have kids or even if your kids are at a stage where they're actually very independent now life can just be really full-on contact with relationships and friendships to maintain pets to care for housework life admin work maybe other kind of causes that are important or just trying to take care of our health our mental well-being have a little bit of fun (laughs) it's just it can be a lot so these strategies like I said I think in last week's episode it's not about having a magic kind of blueprint or anything like that but I do think that coming back to these can be helpful when you're wanting to just make life that little bit more easy So one of the things that we always consider, and I say we because this is very much, I think if you live in a household with, you know, other people, um, if you have a partner or, you know, just generally if you live with other people and you're sharing a household, I think that can be just so, you want to approach it as a team really, don't you? And so we kind of look at these kind of things together normally when it's going to affect everyone. So reflecting and prioritizing according to our values for us that's kind of one of the starting points what we value in our relationship what we value in our family what we value in our parenting and just generally what each of us values in life from there we can then identify non-negotiables which will be the things that we prioritize above anything else so for example several evenings a week we're both working in one way or another but we do have set evenings that are just dedicated to us and those have become non-negotiable to us and that hasn't always been that way because it can be so easy can't it to say oh let's just skip it this week you know when something comes up like maybe the house is more messy than usual and you just want to focus on housework or maybe a piece of work that I could do with finishing just this once but sometimes I think that focusing on what feels important in the short term over what we truly value long term doesn't work out so well so staying connected to the bigger picture means that we can be really intentional with our time and actually we've also found that now that these have become non-negotiable it does mean that we approach the week a bit differently like on a I will cook different things on those days that I know are going to be easier to fit in or we're we're just going to we're going to adapt our day and our week to make those things possible to make those things easier to make sure that we can fit that in um so that's the first thing reflecting and prioritizing according to our values the second thing is then considering if there's anything that we can stop doing so now that we've decided what's most important to us is there anything that we can stop doing completely you know we decided a few years ago that our clothes do not really need to be ironed and that's going to be a very individual thing. I know there's probably some of you out there who maybe, I don't know, maybe are even ironing your underwear and your bedding. And you're probably groaning and just thinking, I don't understand how you can can live like that. But we, I have not picked up an iron in years now. And I'm fine with that. Also, you know, are we going to, I don't know, grow vegetables this year? Or are we going to take a break and then resume it in the future? Or... Perhaps we're going to just really focus on our family in this season and we're not going to be socialising or going out in the evenings as much or maybe even not at all. What actually isn't essential right now? And also, what could we ask someone else to help with? You know, some people might be in a position where they are able to financially outsource certain things like your laundry or your cleaning or that's not something that we're doing at the moment. But um, I just want to mention it because you that might be an option for you. So that's the second thing, considering if there's anything that you can stop doing. The third thing then 
is about working as a team and delegating life admin and household tasks according to our strengths. I think all of us, there's probably certain things that we are better or worse at or tasks that we really hate or actually love or just don't mind doing. And we found that talking about that was quite revolutionary when we first started living together because I found myself naturally taking over in certain areas like cooking but never doing other tasks and I was just perpetually feeling guilty about it. I was feeling like maybe I'd just taken over like how he normally lives his life and you know just we just fell into certain patterns because of our working hours and that kind of thing. But when we discussed it, we actually figured out that we are thankfully very compatible in that sense. So I don't actually need to feel guilty about never, ever taking out the bins <laughs> as much as my husband doesn't need to feel guilty for seldom cooking. And I know that that's a bit cliche. We were actually laughing about that yesterday, that in, in our how we distribute things, the, the interests that we have, the things we are a little bit of a cliche in that sense. But it works for us. And that's all that matters. So... And of course, it doesn't need to be totally black and white that one person always does one thing. But I would highly recommend actually dividing up household tasks as much as possible in a way that works for your family. One reason being that I think, I mean, household tasks become a bit less annoying when you're mainly in charge of those that you actually enjoy or just don't mind as much. But also you can free up a lot of brain space if there are certain tasks that you can just forget about and erase from your brain entirely. So I literally never give our rubbish a second thought and I love that. Although I have to laugh because my husband was, um, when he, I have written down some of this in a blog post previously and when he read it, he thought it was hilarious because he said, that explains everything now. He said, because, you know, sometimes there'll be a tin on the side and he's like, that's how I know the bin is, you know, the bin while I've been out has been filled up and I need to take it out. And he's like, but it makes sense now, you know, you just don't think about it. And so, yeah, he was laughing. But anyway, there's also something about one of us taking responsibility for a task that means it always gets done whereas as soon as no one is quite sure whether or not they need to be doing something it just gets confusing and so you things end up slipping or yeah so I just definitely find that distributing these things can really help and just a little extra note if you feel that the kind of distribution of running the home tasks is quite uneven in your house and you're not really sure where to start with tackling this I would really recommend reading the book Fair Play by Eve Rodsky so that was just something I wanted to note in case that's a struggle for you. The fourth I think we're on the fourth thing the fourth thing then is about automating as much as possible because physically I think to do a lot is tiring but don't know about you sometimes it's really the constant thinking that's the exhausting part of everyday life the remembering like the appointments the birthdays texting a friend back shopping car remotees laundry all that kind of thing the mental load as they say sometimes that's actually much more fatiguing than anything else and I think therefore the more things that we can automate the more we can then free our minds up and really focus on those things that matter so maybe you can get your dishwasher tabs delivered toilet paper dog food supplements these are all things that we have kind of automated so that they're actually things that neither of us need to think about and of course I'm talking about household things here but for you it could also be maybe applied to your work or other areas as well and automating doesn't necessarily just mean things that um, you, you know will get delivered without you even need to think about it but maybe it could be a reminder system on your phone for certain things so that you can trust that you'll be prompted when you need to think about it so there was a few things that we just kept forgetting to do in the evenings like we have frozen snacks for my toddler and 
I just get some out normally the night before and then let them just defrost in the fridge and it was just one of these things I kept doing and then I'd come out in the morning and I'd be like oh I forgot to take the snacks out last night you know that kind of thing and so my husband just created a little bit of a pre-bed alarm that has a few different prompts like have you taken the snacks out of the freezer for tomorrow are there enough clean wipes and bibs and it turns out that that's just what we needed so perhaps for you it's something else maybe you need a monthly reminder to plan for any birthdays or events coming up or maybe you need a prompt to go over your bank statements just anything like that that might be supportive to you I mean that you can again free up that brain space and then the fifth point minimizing the need for decision making at every opportunity because thinking is tiring but decision making is actually exhausting for our brains and we have to make so many you know thousands of decisions all day long and the more of them that we have to make the more difficult it actually becomes so by the end of the day, the end of the week, it's likely to just become harder and not necessarily to make decisions, but I suppose what I mean really is to choose the options that are best for us and that are moving us towards our longer term goals. So for example, if I know I want to exercise two to three times a week and then I leave it at that sort of vague goal, then I have to keep thinking about it. Like, am I doing exercise today? Should I exercise during his nap later? Or maybe I should use that time to cook because that needs doing too. Perhaps I should really do a little bit of work or I'm kind of really in need of a, a rest myself. So maybe I should nap with him. So by that point, I'm then dizzy, you know, dithering and then I'm busy with my little boy all morning. Suddenly it's nap time and I'm not really ready. I haven't got my workout kit out. I'm, uh, my headphones aren't charged. I'm actually feeling quite full because maybe I had lunch with him. And so now I've wasted more time and it kind of feels like a faff and he'll probably wake up. And so I just, you know, well, I can do it on another day because, you know, the week is long. <laughs> but if I've given the week ahead actually some thought and kind of loosely planned in those appointments with myself, I'm going to be far more likely to actually meet, you know, be able to meet that goal. So there's often plenty of things that we can do to support ourselves when we really think about it. A few of the ways that I minimize day-to-day decision-making I've, you know, meal planning, batch cooking, meals and snacks has been actually life-changing. Lose, like, just like I was saying just now, loosely planning the week ahead. So what days am I working? What appointments have we got? What days am I going to exercise? What activities might I do with, with our little boy? That kind of thing. And also time blocking any work sessions. So deciding in advance how long I'm going to work for, which tasks I'm going to do during those hours so that I don't get overwhelmed with where to start and I can just dive straight in and do things and then finally I would say reviewing and making changes as needed is also really important you know especially if you're in this season that I'm in of having little kids life is or we just have the one but <laughs> the one and our pup um life is just constantly changing isn't it from meal timings or nap routines maybe school starts illnesses other developments there just always seems to be something that's different and so we're we're finding it really helpful to just keep reviewing and not getting too attached to a particular routine or a particular thing so as long as we can just keep communicating about anything that we're finding tricky anything that's really not working for us anymore that way we can then brainstorm the options together and try new things so whether we then you know we might revert to what we were doing before or find a new routine that works better or maybe we just do something for a short period of time to get us through a tricky phase anything like that just not sticking to any of our routines too rigidly works best for us so far so those were the six kind of strategies that I find really helpful I'll just 
summarize quickly. So the first thing is reflecting and prioritizing according to our values, then considering if there's anything we can stop doing. Thirdly, working as a team and delegating life and admin, sorry, life admin and household tasks according to our strengths, automating as much as possible, minimizing the need for decision making at every opportunity, and then finally reviewing and making changes as needed. So there we are. If you're feeling overwhelmed with life in general at the moment, I would love to hear if you try this framework, how you find re-evaluating where things are at, what, what might be helpful. And yeah, I hope that there's been something useful for you in this episode. Thank you for listening. so much for listening today i really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did it would be amazing if you could rate review and subscribe to the podcast to help others find it and make sure that you don't miss any of the new episodes being added each week hope to see you back for the next one